Welcome, wonderful people of the internet. This is the Lazy Piece of Shit Podcast. Here, we like to talk about all the awkward and uncomfortable things you might be thinking, but are too embarrassed to say. My name is Dan, and I am cordially inviting you to witness me making a fool of myself with each week's new episode. But for now, get comfortable, grab a drink, and let's get into it. Welcome back to the Lazy Piece of Shit podcast. Episode 3, The Great Defeat. We will get into that title uh, pretty soon here. Hope you guys are having a wonderful week. If you're in Ontario, like I know most of my listeners are from, I just have to say, what an absolute hellish week we've had. As if Mondays couldn't get any worse, right? It's Monday, start of the week. No one wants to wake up, go to work, anything like that. You do go to work, you come home, you're hoping to watch the Leafs finally make it to the second round of the playoffs but of course as per usual they choke rip our hearts out throw them on the ground stomp on them and here we are i'm uh still in mourning if i'm being honest and then wednesday i believe the second we had our stay at home order lifted which is great right but no one knows what's going on the first phase of opening reopening sorry doesn't start until the 14th so we're just kind of all sitting here twiddling our thumbs being like is this legal am i going to get a ticket like what is going on but those are issues for another day you guys come here to hang out relax escape all of that craziness that's going on in the real world i'm going to be completely honest with you all today it is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode as i said i i don't like to admit it but the leafs loss has definitely uh affected me a little bit more than i would uh would like to um you know, I, it's scrappy. We're going to talk about that after, uh, you know, fitness update and all that kind of stuff, sports in general. So stay tuned for that. As you probably noticed, I did not do a weekly beverage shout out this week. To be completely honest with you, I don't feel like I deserve a drink after that performance on Monday by the Leafs. Doesn't mean that you guys can't partake in a nice, cold, crisp, alcoholic beverage while you're listening. But for myself, as I said, I'm still in mourning, so I'm not going to have a drink today absolutely heartbreaking but enough of the sad soppy stuff that i keep banging on about let's get in to today's episode so i had a couple of random thoughts that i'm going to kind of you know share with you guys because that's what you're here for right so for me i had a very movie centric week if you will it's probably why i was so lazy and failed miserably on my uh, fitness goals but we'll get into that in a second right so i ended up watching that new uh zack snyder army of the dead uh movie on netflix have to say, it's definitely not going to win any Oscars, but very entertaining. Great uh, Zack Snyder movie, lots of slow-mo and awesome zombie-killing scenes. Pretty predictable, um, but it did kind of have a new take on zombies, hierarchy, that kind of stuff. So if you're into zombie movies, I would definitely recommend giving it a watch. There are a couple of jumpy, scary scenes there, obviously, within a zombie movie. So if you are scared of that stuff, then maybe you know prepare yourself for those uh, opportunities that do arise but other than that if you're just looking for a movie to shut your brain off enjoy some snacks watch a bunch of people shoot and kill zombies then this is definitely your film big fan of dawn of the dead i think me personally that was my first introduction into the zombie world which is kind of sad because there are some great movies that came out before that Uh, but for me dawn of the dead's definitely one of the best zombie movies of all time and i'm excited to see what Zack snyder does 
because there were some hidden Easter eggs that you can go and look for after you've watched the movies to tie it back to a couple of the uh, other movies that he's made recently. Not only that this week, me and the roommates, well, more or less the roommates started watching and I joined in, but we went on a Jurassic Park binge. And honestly, I forgot how amazing Jurassic Park was, especially the first one. I don't think anything or anyone can ever touch the first Jurassic Park. Keep in mind, it came out in 1993. 1993. And it still holds up today. Looks fantastic. Steven Spielberg absolutely knocked it out of the park with that. The second one we watched, The Lost World, didn't mind it too, too much. A little far-fetched if you ask me. But again, fantastic movie. Jurassic Park 3? Odd. Very odd. Worked. I didn't like it as much as the roommates did. But hey, you know... I'm a sucker for for the first, the original, and it always being best. Um, It is terrifying, honestly. Like, we're watching, especially the first one, with those raptors in the kitchen and stuff. I remember being a kid and just, like, why would I have a fear of dinosaurs? They've been extinct for millions of years. But after watching Jurassic Park, yikes. Like, you're, you're checking corners to make sure raptors aren't there trying to hunt and kill you. So I do have to give credit to Spielberg for making an absolute banger of a movie. And then we started on the new ones, uh, Jurassic World, the first one there. I mean, you'd think after Jurassic Park and what happened there, you'd be smart enough not to even worry about making another park. But of course not. Humans were stupid. Plus, we need to make some more money off of this Jurassic Park kind of series. So not terrible. Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, decent, not going to lie. Not near as good as the first one, but it's definitely up there. We are going to watch The Fallen Kingdom sometime this week. Not one of my favorite movies, if I'm being completely honest with you, but we have to finish it up. And then there is a new third one coming out, who knows when, with everything going on. But all the original cast are back, and I'm not going to lie to you, I am very excited for it. I was the kid growing up, I wanted to be a paleontologist, I could barely say the word, but I remember having all these dinosaur books, and it was just the best time of my life. My parents got me this birthday gift once my parents my grandparents somebody it was called i dig dinosaurs and it pretty much was just like a block of sand and you had all the paleontologist tools archaeologist tools to dig out a certain bone and i remember it being just the most amazing time of my life probably absolutely ruined the den where i was doing it because all this like it wasn't like regular sand it was like chunks of sand and when you you know hit it it would go flying everywhere so i'm pretty sure my parents absolutely hated this present but for me, at the end, when I got my, I think it was a T-Rex skull, it was legendary. So if you have any friends, family, youngins, maybe not too young, obviously, who haven't had the privilege of watching at least the first Jurassic Park, schedule yourself a movie night sometime within the next week to a month. Get the popcorn, get the snacks, and definitely sit down and really enjoy it. Because honestly, even if you're a little bit older and you haven't watched Jurassic Park in a while, I promise you, you are going to be entertained. And that being said, with kind of us opening into uh, reopening, sorry, into phase one of reopening with Ontario, we don't really know when movie theaters are going to reopen. But when they do, honestly, get out and see some movies. I know it's expensive. I know, you know, if you have a family, it definitely gets up there in price. Don't do it too often. Maybe once, twice a month if you can. But there's just something to be said about seeing a movie at the theater. Me personally, I'm looking forward to some of the new movies coming out. And me and uh, one of my good friends, we had an argument like, Netflix is great. I understand that. 
but there is something to be said about going to the theater big screen better sound you know like dune the new movie dune's coming out top gun maverick you know i'm not gonna lie i'm excited to see that in theaters uh the new jurassic park it, it there's just there's a time and place for you know some movies on netflix and i totally understand that but i remember vividly going to see pacific rim del toro big robots beating the crap out of these weird aliens and it was absolutely amazing and i don't think it would have been the same if i had originally watched that at home on netflix I was lucky enough to have an aunt who shared the same love of movies that I did. So most of our my time spent growing up, that's what we'd be doing. We'd be going to see movies all the time. She had a very set routine. We had to show up an hour before the movie started. So I was pretty much the champion of the trivia because I've seen it about 3,700 times. But nope, every time we had to be there an hour before it started. You got to play in the arcade for half an hour. Then you're in your chair reading the magazines that they used to have there. And then halfway through the movie, she would always bust out some sweethearts. Some of my absolute fondest memories with my aunt are just us hanging out, watching movies. One night, I remember we were just in the living room, bored. The first Lord of the Rings had just come out, and she had just introduced me to the book. And we were just sitting there, bored out of our minds. And she just looks over and goes, do you want to go see Fellowship of the Ring again? And I couldn't tell you how excited I was. I was like, yes, let's go, let's go. It was just, that was my childhood, and movies have kind of stuck with me. I mean, my first job was at a movie theater. I had the privilege and honor of working at Blockbuster. Absolute best job I've ever had in my life. We'll talk about that on another episode for sure. And I need to start going to the drive-in more. I remember going there a lot when we were younger, just easy, cheap kind of entertainment. You'd go early, you'd have a football, baseball, throw that around for a bit, and then sit there till two in the morning watching movies making your parents up when it's over being like we gotta go but for them it was probably amazing because we'd be quiet for six hours plus the best of times with movies in my life that's for sure we definitely took a little bit of a turn there to you know got off topic a little bit but you know that's what this is all about talking chatting getting to know each other you now know that i am a pretty big nerd and i love movies so let's move on i named this week's episode the great defeat So let's talk about my fitness for the last week, probably after the long weekend. And let me tell you, it was a nightmare. Absolute terrible week. I did not remotely stick to my nutrition. I was back to hitting up the old stomping ground Circle K for some some snacks late night. I'm talking a bag of chips, pepperoni sticks, and a bottle of pop. I don't know why, but I'm pretty sure the Circle K employees know me by name. It's just a thing, and it needs to stop, and I get into these habits where, oh, just just one night, just one night, and that one night turns into a week. So I did kind of get back on track Wednesday-ish of, of this week that just passed, but again, definitely threw the week off. It was the last weigh-in for the roommate weight loss challenge, and unfortunately, I put a half a pound back on, and it was the reason I lost this week for the th- fourth time I think (sighs) so it was definitely um, a little bit heartbreaking but again my own doing I can't blame anybody else it was just me being an idiot for a week and a bit so uh, on Sunday we enjoyed a delicious sushi dinner which would have tasted a lot better probably if I didn't have to pay for it but it's what we agreed on it's what we got I'm just recently breaking into the sushi world so it was delicious regardless of me being a giant loser But I definitely did some damage in that 
week to week and a half where I just kind of let things go. I wasn't meal prepping my my lunches for work, so I ended up ended up eating out there, which again, being prepared is is half the battle. If you get into a routine and you get kind of thrown off, it just makes a mess of everything, especially with meal prepping. For me, I was just being lazy. There was no reason as i said in the previous episode i find it a lot harder to get back into my routine when there is a long weekend the monday kind of just gets thrown out the window and then it's just downhill from there and i wasn't getting out for the daily walks as i said if i if i've mentioned previously i try to get out for anywhere from a three kilometer to a five kilometer walk a day especially on the days i'm not working i really don't have an excuse to not get out there and move and i did not do that at all so as I said, when you're not moving all day, eating like garbage, things bad things happen. And a half a pound is what happened. And it ended up costing me the roommate weight loss challenge. So I'm hopefully going to refocus for June. Well, I'm not going to hopefully refocus. I'm, I have to refocus. I can't let this happen again where I slip up at the end of the month and end up losing everything I've done all that hard work from the previous weeks. So I have to say, all in all, I wasn't very pleased with my um, month-end results for May. I was only down about two pounds. I need to really focus on my nutrition. For me, I'm that person who's like, oh, I should reward myself. I've been doing so well. Usually you reward yourself, what, maybe once, twice a month? I'm doing it every couple days because I'm just a psychopath like that, and I can't stick to eating healthy for more than three days for some reason. So... I'm going to definitely work on some better nutrition, maybe some different meals for when I meal prep everything, because I tend to get into a habit of making the same thing for lunch every day, same thing for dinner. So obviously that is just not working out for me very well. So I'll have to mix things up, find a couple new recipes to work in just so I can try and be as successful as possible. I'm definitely going to keep focusing on getting as much water as I need each day. I have really been focusing on that over the last couple of weeks and it definitely has helped. I feel better. My skin looks better. Definitely down a couple pounds due to that, which kind of sucks because it's just water weight, but it is a start and I'm definitely going to focus on tracking everything a little bit more, a little bit better when it comes to what I'm eating, what I'm doing. I believe I'm going to try and use my fitness pal uh, or the Fitbit app. I have both. We'll see what works best just to get back to the basics for the first little bit to get myself back into a routine. Obviously, once you get yourself into a routine and you're eating similar things every uh, every couple weeks, you don't really have to calorie count as much. But for me, I need to find that sweet spot where I can get my nutrition in, get my protein, my fats, my carbs, and make sure that I am, you know, in a calorie deficit. So I am losing some weight, but it's not all doom and gloom for me. I have been sticking to my workouts, and I do have to shout out my friend Maddie, who has been keeping me consistent, constantly coming over, working out together, and we have just been absolutely smashing the workouts, which is great. I think we both have been hitting a couple personal records on uh, some of the big lifts, inclined bench, squats, that kind of stuff. And usually, I don't get into phase two of the workout program I'm doing right now, and today was the first week of phase two, so usually I peter off a little bit after the first couple weeks, and then just forget about it, and then back to my regular life of being lazy but it's been nice to have somebody hold me accountable send me that text when i really don't want to work out and he's always there being like yeah we got to do it let's get it done so i do thank you very much maddie you are a godsend so as you can probably tell that's where the great defeat title comes from because i was defeated in the roommate weight loss challenge and i also let myself down not sticking to my nutrition and the gains that i did make i just kind of threw away with 
my lackluster effort, which is kind of crappy. But keep in mind, this is a two-pronged defeat episode. So first one was me getting defeated by my fitness and nutrition goals. The second one is the Leafs. Now, I wasn't going to talk about it, but then I was thinking about it, chatted with a couple friends, chatted with Maddie, and I just had some very real feelings about the Leafs losing in Game 7 again. And I was thinking to myself, like, am I crazy? Like, do normal people feel like this? Like, I just felt extremely let down, so disappointed, and I was just sad. And now I can just kind of hear everyone saying together, being like, it's the Leafs, this is what they do, and I totally understand that, but we were promised a different year this year, right? You know, we went out and got grittier, we got Simmons, we uh, got uh, Felino. our back end was a little bit better with Brody, our goaltending was okay, and then Anderson went down and Campbell stepped up and it was huge, and a huge part of just the boys playing as well as they could, he kept them in so many games especially in the playoffs, it was a little bit crazy that, you know, he thinks he let us down. That's that's not it at all. So I decided to talk about it. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about sports. I'm going to give maybe a little bit different of an ideology, a different kind of outlook when it comes to sports, especially when it comes to sports in a relationship. If you have a significant other who is very, you know, into a team, a, a sport, and they're kind of always watching sports, talking sports, just maybe a different idea from a different perspective might be able to let you understand them a little bit better and maybe you can find some common ground. I do have a few friends, buddies who sometimes, I don't want to say get in trouble, but their significant other maybe gives them a little bit uh, a little bit of heat for wanting to watch the game when we could go to the bar, grab a drink with some friends or come to a buddy's house to, to get the game all sorted out and watch that. And I kind of wanted to, again, offer a different perspective to see if maybe you can relate to the way that I'm thinking and putting into words instead of just it being an issue going forward. So for myself, I've been raised a, a Leaf fan. I'm definitely a diehard Leafs fan. I remember the good old, you know, days Sundin, Caberlet, McCabe, Tucker, Shane Corson. Uh, my first favorite player was Felix the Cat, you know, Felix Potvan. And I played hockey when I was younger. It wasn't very good, but I did enjoy it. Definitely wish I put a little bit more effort into playing back then seeing potentially if it could go anywhere probably not as a couple of my old friends know i i was on the the AAA team so you know watch out there but for real most of my favorite and fondest memories of my grandpa are sitting down in the basement on saturday nights watching the game with him definitely watching the game with my dad all the time that was something we definitely did growing up i didn't really get too into sports in my teens I was just doing other things school hanging out with friends and I never really had an opportunity to kind of really dive into to hockey and, and sports in general and I very vividly remember when I kind of started really getting into hockey especially uh, growing up I didn't really have a lot of those quote-unquote masculine qual- qualities that uh, you know most people associate with being a, a, a guy you know, I wasn't really uh, too keen on, you know, being out in the garage, working with my hands. I wasn't very interested in, you know, dirt bikes, four wheelers. Wasn't too keen on making, you know, bike jumps, scooter jumps back then, anything like that. I just found something very odd in not being able to control the whole situation, <laughs> especially after you fly off a ramp. I've seen my brother do some crazy stuff and I'm just like, you're absolutely mental, my dude. You know, I was more interested in, you know, playing video games, going to the movies for a long time of my teen years. I 
spent a lot of time and money painting these little Warhammer figurines. So, I mean, how I'm still single, I have no idea, but I'm still available, ladies. And then pairing that with going to a relatively smaller high school, I believe like our graduating class only had like 70, 80 people, and most of them were ladies, females. I tend to have a lot more girlfriends than I do guy friends. You know, I, I'm lucky now that I have a, a decent group of guy friends that I can always, you know, rely on that kind of stuff. But for most of my life, I did spend a lot more time hanging out with uh, with with the ladies, if you will. So when I finally decided to head off to university, I remember it was uh, pretty clearly that I got my residence uh, where I was going to be staying in res, and I ended up in the all guys res uh, at Laurier, and I just remember being so not just straught, but so anxious in the fact that I don't know what I'm going to have in common with any of these these guys. And those 15 guys on a floor, I just felt like I was going to be very out of place. And it really, really bothered me. So that's when I remember kind of diving back into sports, definitely getting back into hockey, not just the Leafs, hockey in general. And I definitely was happy that I did that because for the first couple of weeks, when I was at university, that was what everyone did, you know, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, especially, we'd all kind of go to the common room, throw the TV on, and it was just a nice little bit of an icebreaker. But then I did realize uh, after a, a couple weeks there that most of us are, uh, you know, raging alcoholics, and we'd be going out to the bar almost every night of the week, and we'd consistently lock ourselves out of the building. So I mean, there was definitely a lot that we had in common. But I'm happy for those first couple of weeks. I did have all of that wealth of knowledge that I've kind of got together over the last couple of months of hockey, especially what my dad and my grandpa taught me growing up. It never really goes anywhere. You, you always remember that. So I was truly thankful for that. And I started wearing a baseball hat more often. So, you know, definitely checking off all of the super masculine qualities for sure. But hanging out with them and the guys on my floor, I had a passion for hockey. It was one of my biggest hobbies that I, that I loved. But I also picked up, you know, really enjoying baseball. I do watch football. I don't know a ton about it, but I can get by. Uh, and then when the NHL was locked out a couple years back, uh, me and my dad got really into curling. So I definitely still will watch curling if it's on. Along with tennis, I think those are the two sports that kind of get a, you know, a bad rap for kind of being not as exciting. But let me tell you, those athletes are unreal. So why am I telling you all this? Well, let me tell you. I think that sometimes when people say, uh, oh, it's just a game or uh, there's always next year. I don't think, you know, it's just we, we just say that because you think it's the right thing to say. But for me, and I'm sure for a lot of other people, the Leafs, hockey in general, some of the longest relationships I've had my whole life. You know, I'm six, seven years old is when I started like in the Leafs and really following them. And now I'm, you know, in my, into my 30s. You know, it's the longest relationship I've had besides, you know, my family, obviously. So the feelings we have when the Leafs are eliminated in Game 7 again, or they don't make the playoffs at all, or one of our favorite players is traded, those are real feelings. They come from a place of you know passion, time, and effort invested into a franchise, into something that might seem stupid, but to, to us and to, to people who care about teams, that's kind of our whole life, and it was our whole life for a very long time. As I mentioned previously in regards to the not very many masculine qualities, um, for me getting to know my dad 
in our relationship you know he's a very man's man uh you can always fix you can fix almost anything he's always out in the garage doesn't really say much but he always makes sure you know your oil's topped up and your your tires have enough air and that kind of stuff that's how he lets you know what he cares and he loves you um and my brother is very similar in that sense so they have a, a great bond they're so close they're always out there uh, in the garage doing all sorts of crazy stuff and just the things they can you know deconstruct and rebuild and it still works is is crazy so i always felt like I didn't really have a lot in common with, you know, my dad and with my brother. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, my dad always tried to get involved with the things I liked, you know, watching movies. Um, he'd always fall asleep, but, you know, it's the effort that counts. And it was very hard for him to get involved when I was playing computer games when he probably had absolutely no idea uh, what was going on. Uh, but he did try, and that was the most important thing. But over the years, hockey, and especially the Leafs, is what has brought us closer than ever. And I am truly and so thankful for that um so now we just you know before we wouldn't really text too often but now almost every game we're sending texts back and forth something big in the league happens he'll let me know or i'll let him know uh usually me before him because he has a real job <laughs> and my mom definitely gets involved and she cares too and she knows enough about hockey so it's just kind of a whole family affair that we have now when it comes to the leafs and watching games and we're all constantly texting back and forth and it's some of the happiest times of my life you know getting texts from my dad talking about the game and uh, even for my mom too, of course. So that's more or less the family aspect when it comes to, to sports that I'm trying to draw from. And then also when it comes to the friend aspect, you know, for me, as I said, I didn't have a whole lot of guy friends. Uh, one of the guys at work, he recommended that I jump into a fantasy hockey league with him. I've never really thought about that before, but I had a decent knowledge of hockey, so I thought I could do okay. So I was like, yeah, for sure, let's do it. Uh, so been in there for a couple of years. I won last year or the year before the COVID lockdown, all that kind of stuff. So that was truly one of the highlights of my life. Cause then I'm like, yes, I'm a man. Look, I have this trophy that says I won fantasy hockey, but also more importantly is that we have become friends over the couple of years. We did an Ottawa trip a couple of years back where we went to watch the Leafs play Ottawa. We were there for the weekend. Absolute blast. Too much trouble, way too much drinking, but it's just nice to have that group of People who have become your friends over the years, you do celebrate all of their achievements. And if they're going through a rough time, you're definitely there to, to support them with whatever they need. So I guess what I'm trying to say in this crazy long-winded episode is that sports might not seem important to you, but to a significant other, to a friend, to a family member, it could be their world. It could be their link to family, their link to friends. So before you maybe give them any trouble, uh, for wanting to go watch the game or hang out with their friends. Just remember this conversation and maybe the different point that I'm providing to try and understand where your significant other might be coming from when they are putting a lot of uh, passion and maybe time into watching a sport or, or sports. And by no means does that mean that you have to know every single thing about a team or a sport or a certain player. For me personally, when I'm looking to find a girlfriend or somebody I, I want to be with, I don't need them to know everything about hockey or baseball or anything like that. I just want someone who will either come down, sit and enjoy the game with me, you know, grab a snack, grab a drink, enjoy, hang out, um, but not going to be, you know, pouty, upset, that awkward, heavy sigh every once in a while. I just want someone who recognizes that this is one of my passions and definitely respects it. Um, would be great if they don't mind going to a game every once in a while. Probably the Blue Jays, considering you have to sell your firstborn child to try and get Leafs tickets. Or if you really have absolutely no desire to sit there and waste your time watching a game or, or investing like that, that's okay too. But let them 
enjoy the game. You do your own thing, so you can, you know, make plans with other friends, read, crush some Netflix, if you have schoolwork, anything like that. Just let them enjoy the game and not have you there kind of knowing that you might be a little upset or anything like that. Regardless of what option you go with, hanging out or kind of keeping your distance, at the end of the day, I think people who care about sports and sports teams, all we want uh, is we want to be allowed to express our emotions in regards to to the sport or the team. Um, You know, if they're getting eliminated, if your favorite player is traded, anything like that. Don't just say, oh, it's just a game, because it might not be just a game to, to them, to us, to me. It, it's something a little bit more. It's, it's again, my link to family, you know, my relationship with my dad, friends that I've made over the years. As fans, we do invest our, our time, money. We put expectations on a season or a certain player. So if those do fall short, we are entitled to have our feelings and, and to have our emotions. So just want someone to agree with us, even if you don't know, just, you know, give us a hug, you know, anything like that, because sometimes it can be pretty devastating when your team falls short yet again. Now, keep in mind, fellas especially, this kind of, I guess, communication goes both ways. So, for instance, uh, if you have a significant other who is into The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise or any of those other crazy shows that are on TV now, Make sure you are listening to them. You're respecting their emotions. You're not saying, oh, well, it's just a TV show. It's a two-way street, right? You want to make sure that uh, if you don't want to sit there and kind of enjoy the show with them, you leave them alone, do your own thing. And again, just make sure you're respecting their emotions and uh, their feelings because at the end of the day, it goes both ways. They are passionate about that. You're passionate about sports. Communication is key. So as long as we're all communicating and telling each other how we feel, we should be good, right? I hope this kind of gives you an idea as the thought process behind what I'm trying to say, that it's not just sports for some people. It is always a little bit more. And as guys get older, we do have less and less to talk about. We can really only get so far with things like the weather, how our yard looks, uh, what's new in life, and especially in a pandemic, that list gets short real quick. So for most guys and fans, sports is the key social factor that we have that allows us to talk for a couple hours make new friends as we get older, and definitely keeps us in contact with friends and family who we may not be able to see or talk to as as often. At the end of the day, being a sports fan is a hobby. It's a passion we have. We want to make sure that we enjoy it and share it with our significant other, and we just don't want to be making anybody upset with that, and we want you to understand that it is more than just a game for us. It is a part of our life, and we want to share that with you. Well, I hope that all made some sense, as I have been rambling for a little bit here, and I definitely did lie to you. I said that this was going to be a, a little bit shorter of a of a podcast this week, but definitely uh, we're, we're up there in the 30 minutes for sure, so I appreciate you all hanging out and enjoying. I think next week we're going to have a little bit of a surprise on the show, so definitely tune in. If not, keep a lookout at the Lazy Piece of Shit uh, Instagram page. Check us out on YouTube. I believe right now we are active on Spotify. Google Podcasts. I'm still waiting on Apple, but once I get a word from them, I will definitely let you all know. And as always, if you have any issues or questions, concerns, or you just want to reach out, send me a DM or shoot me an email at lazypieceofshpt at gmail.com. Other than that, guys, thank you so much for hanging out again. Enjoy your weekend. Relax, rest, because the work week will come creeping back up real quick. So stay safe, stay weird, and enjoy the rest of the time off.